the ESL podcast, man. I'm your crazy host, as usual, Arsenio. And we're going to be getting into client instruction. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. This is actually going to be one of the very, very first times that I've gone over any of this. This is all new to me. That's why we have to take it slow. I know for the last uh, maybe two months, I've literally just dropped off the face of the planet. It's because of different commitments, but I am back with investment. A lot of this is foreign to me. A lot of this is Mandarin to me. A lot of this is Arabic to me. I've never seen anything. There's no way I'm going to be able to decipher it, but I will try. So here we are. Now, let's go over some questions. So today's topic is about us discussing some questions. Then we're going to listen to three clients call their broker. Okay? So those three calls, you have three different columns. Type of security, the client inquiry, okay, or decision, and the reason. Then we have three questions. We're going, I'm going to read some of these analyst reports out loud in regards to three questions. And then you are going to answer some of the questions. I'll read them out loud. And then I will give you, I'm going to try to explain the different types of markets and diagrams in A, B, and C, which are at the bottom. All right. So in saying that, I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this. So let's dive right in, people. Okay. So A, it says, what do you do if a client wants to make a bad decision? So if you're in investments, again, I'm not in investments, okay? But if someone wants to make a bad decision, I'm not going to stop them from making that bad decision. I'm going to coach them through it, okay? So if a lot of, stu- if a lot of my students say, I want to go to America, I'm going to be like, do you really want to go to America? <laughs> no, because obviously you know, the majority of my students are from the continent of Asia, I believe, and the majority of my listeners. So I would tell them to reconsider and try considering New Zealand or Canada instead. Uh, But unfortunately, there are some issues in regards to America right now. And there might be, this might be happening for the next almost up to a half decade. So again, that's a decision about life. That's not a decision about anything else. It's a decision about life. And so if I talk about, okay, a decision to take TOEFL or IELTS, I try guiding them through it, try to take the easiest path. Um, But again, we have to break down if I'm going to choose something in regards to investing into Bitcoin. Now, I don't know if you guys are well aware of it. There's some kind of YouTuber out there. His name is something Zilla. I forgot his name. Um, And in regards to you know, that specific YouTuber, he talks about scammers. He talks about Bitcoin and how you can make so much money in little time and stuff like that. And it's just like, obviously, you know, regular currency and, you know, it was never scrutinized, you know, while they were just, you know, funding all these military killing machines and dropping bombs all over the people over the last 20th century. But Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has gotten a very, very bad rap at the moment. So when someone wants to make a bad decision in terms of, okay, investing in this stock, investing in that, I'm going to go even further, okay? I love this so much. Uh, There's a beautiful tomboy. I'm telling you, out here in Thailand, I know it's completely off topic, but the tomboy that I teach along with six other wonderful individuals in that class, she is beyond gorgeous. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is about her. Woo-hoo-hoo, I'll marry her. Anyway, so she's like, oh, my God. In the first class I had, she's like, oh, I'm doing pretty good, but I'm actually feeling down. I said, why? I invested in Bitcoin. I said, holy shit. Next week, she's like, oh, Arsenio, hey, listen, teacher, man, I invested in Ethereum. And I'm like, like, I, you're just throwing, you're just playing. You, you, 
a, a fool, what, what is the saying? A fool with money is soon parted. Now, I'm not calling her a fool. I think she's one of the most beautiful fools, okay? I'm going to put a really nice adjective in front of that. But I believe that if you do not know exactly what you're getting into, she's like, oh, I lost 100000 on Bitcoin, which is basically $3,500. And I'm like, do you understand that, like, investing in Ethereum as a backup plan? Like, you're in this for the long term. And I still don't know about cryptocurrency, so I wouldn't make a decision to dive into cryptocurrency. Would I allow or would I allow any of my listeners to, you know, consider going into that? No, I would talk about real estate, house flipping. You know, looking at developed areas. Like right now, I got this big, massive condo in front of me, right? And it's in front of another condo, which is lined up with three other condos to my right. But to be honest with you, if they don't extend the MRT station from the other side, this condo is absolutely pointless. It's just going to jack up prices in the area. And who's going to live in them? You're just going to have 49% foreigners, the majority of them being Chinese, buy up these condos? If someone says, oh, should I like, you know, buy a condo? Hell no. There's a bubble. It's a beyond. I've never seen a more saturated market before in my life. There are no people living in these goddamn condominiums. Now, if there are newly developed areas where there are going to be different real estate and different things going up based on what is happening in the area with different trains, then yes, I would say maybe you might, might want to do a house flip, but I don't know the Thai market that well. I just don't. And a lot of the rich people are living in gated communities and villages. They're not just going to go into an ordinary neighborhood and just buy something up. Now, there are some, uh, man, I don't even know how to say it. There's some, God, what do you even call those things, man? Um, it's basically right next to 7-Eleven, right down the street. And, and it looked like garages, okay? So just imagine you could press a button, a garage comes up. Well, you have five back to back to back. I remember I saw four younger uh, individuals, Thai people go in there and they're making phone calls and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, are they buying it up? So they bought people in there real quick. They ended up building a laundromat right there. They hired a maid bond, which is basically a maid to clean up and make sure everything is tidy. And people could go there and wash their clothes. Why did they do this? Because they know this condo, not only that's going to be going up, and this goddamn condo has maybe... 2,000 minimum units. It's ridiculous, right? And then you add in 4,000 others. They believe that this area, and once they review this, uh, this area over here, the goddamn real estate in this area is going to just completely go crazy. So they bought that up because they knew that that could probably be a cash cow. You see what I mean, guys? So it all depends. I gave you a number of different things. Um, you know, if they lose money, uh, would they blame me? Now, obviously, I'm not a broker. I'm not any of that. But if someone loses money, you know, it's based on them. I always give them my expert opinion. I say, okay, now this is all predicated on you and your decision. Like when I heard some of the stories of people getting scammed out of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency on YouTube, I'm like, you know, okay, he won you over your trust. But at the same time, you're literally going to buy Bitcoin from a guy who has 900,000 followers. I understand that. You got on a FaceTime call with him. I understand that. But then he ended up stealing 18 million of your dollars. Like, come on, man. And you're never going to get that back. So again, you got to own up to it. Hey, if I lose money in the market, say, oh, well, you know, that was my decision. And it's really hard to forecast anything. So if you even go with the broker, man, you got to know a broker personally. If you go with the financial manager, you got to know one personally. That's why I wish I had taken the card of this guy who was, uh, who's one of the biggest people at the banks in the Trinity building over here in downtown Bangkok. 
And I remember I taught him and like three other people beyond rich, beyond rich, right? And they're all like the top notch in the bank. And he was just, man, this guy spoke for an hour and a half and it was just captivating, captivating beyond belief, meaning it was beyond interesting. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, so our city over here near this yellow line monorail, that's going to be debuting next year. What we're going to do, we've already bought up that real estate there because of this and that. I'm like, dude, this guy is brilliant. So you got to have a friend like that. Please get yourself a friend that knows a lot about that and start educating yourself. Don't throw your money out there like my, my student who's like, hey, okay, here we go. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Oh, shit, I lost $5,000. No, no, no. Now, people have been scammed out of millions, right? So just be careful and don't put your trust into just random ass folks. Who's that dumb monster, Wolf of Wall Street? He scammed and stole so much money. Next thing you know, this guy comes out. He makes a book and all these dumb idiots buy his book and he's an ex-con. He's an ex-con, an ex-convict. He stole money from people. And you guys are just going to listen to him? Oh, goodness gracious. So anyways, how do you manage unhappy clients? That's for you to obviously, um, you know, to answer on your own. So in saying that, people, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to screen share, obviously, my good old screen so you guys hear what I am hearing. And what I'm going to do is put on the three clients calling their brokers and talking about them. So again, two minutes. Let's dive right into this. One. Taylor Wright. Hi, Taylor. It's Rami Westeros here. Oh, hi, Rami. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Anyway, I'd like to talk to you about my holdings in Westway. Yeah, you've got quite a big stake in them. They're a great company. Yes, they were, but I'm hearing a rumor about falling profitability. I'm expecting this quarter to be down on last quarter. Do you think it's time to sell? I haven't heard anything directly, but let me speak to our analysts and I'll call you back. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay, Track I'll be to you guys coming soon, all Call right? Two. All right, Westway profitability going down. Let's go. Good morning, Hiro Takasami. Hi, Hiro. It's Stephanie Knowles here. Hi, Stephanie. How can I help you? Well, I'm hearing about good growth reports coming out of Japan. I'm wondering if it'd be good to buy the yen. Are you talking about the yen against the dollar? Probably, but I'm thinking about several of the major currencies. Okay. Well, I think the yen will climb against the dollar, but I'm not sure about other currencies. Can I look into it and call you back? Sure. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Track 11. I like this. I like this. We call three. Now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Maria Damara. Hi, Maria. Jürgen Wala. Hi, Jürgen. How can I help? I got your email about the Nasdaq. I agree there was an uptrend last week. Yes, I think we're at the start of a strong uptrend. Can I place a buy order for you? Mm, I'm not so sure. If I'd seen the move last week, I think it would have been good. But I think it's too late. There'll be a reversal soon. Okay, but... Ah, see, I like that. I like that. And by looking at the graph, he actually saw it because I don't know when exactly it was, but I'm looking at the uptrend myself by like by looking at this. And 
there was a significant increase over the past X, you, you know, but let's just say past week. But then you know that there will be a drop at some point. So he believes that it's too late to invest. It's kind of like when Bitcoin hit 60,000. You know, at some point, things were going to come crashing down. And sure enough, it lost 50% of everything, right? And so what you have to do, that's how you forecast, right? Um, I, I want to talk uh, very quickly about the uh, currency and trading currency. It could be very, very difficult, right? So if we think about currency, um, when I went to Australia the first time and when I moved there, um, my visa required me to have 5,000 US dollars, right? And I don't know if I had to have that at hand or to show them proof or whatnot. Uh, luckily, you know, the guy said, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I'm here to work as a dental assistant. He's like, well, enjoy. And I'm like, oh, you, you doesn't have to see my money. Okay, great. Because I was short 500. Why was I short 500? Because the Australian dollar was absolutely dominating back in 2011. It was at a massive increase. We're talking, guys, I had 5,000 US dollars. They took 10%. I lost 500. I lost 500. But you know what's even more infuriating right now? If I bring 5,000 to Australia, I'll probably get 2,500 extra Aussie dollars. So 5,000 US 10 years ago would equate to 4,500 Aussie dollars. Right now, 5,000 US would be a, an amount of a Titanic 7,500. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. But I actually, four years later, I started using my USD while I was out there and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man, this pizza, I took $4 off this pizza. I'm using this USD all day, all day. So that's one way of approaching, obviously, the situation, right? Another way of approaching different currencies and whatnot, obviously, the Q80 dollar being at the highest. I remember five years ago, every time, when I moved here to Thailand in 2013, it was one US dollar per 30 baht, right? But then within four years, it went up to about 35 baht. So anytime I sent the bot back home, if I sent like a thousand US dollars worth of bot back to America, I would lose like, oh my God, I would lose like $130, like just like that. And I'm like, dude, this is becoming so expensive. Of course, at that time, I wasn't like, oh, let me create a membership. Let me get this. Because obviously now I don't have to send money back home to my Bank of America account because it makes its own money by the membership in the, in the course sales and stuff that I have online right? So I just leave all that money over there. And through PayPal, that comes to my, my main account here. And da, 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 da. you guys get what I'm saying. So currency could be very, very crazy. I remember a South African uh, teacher had walked in one day and he went to the front desk and he said, Hey, buy the South African rent right now, sell it next week. And that's, it's, it's completely legal. Here it is. Anything here. <laughs> Listen, anything illegal here is legal. <laughs> Welcome to Thailand. <laughs> anyway, so in saying that, people, okay, let's get into this. Company profile. We got Westway. We got, obviously, uh, Japan, the economic outlook. And then we have the index in regards to NASDAQ. Let me speak these out for you. So if you look at the company profile of Westway, it's an industry, okay? So what type of industry is it? Retail. The share price right now is at $7.86. Back in 2015, it was low, and now it's going back up. But then it started showing a decline. So if we look here, and it says, I'm going to read this out for you right now. Outlook. Westway has dominated the U.S. retail industry for decades and has a great track record of profitability and high earnings per share. 
Although higher interest rates in the U.S. are expected to dampen, dampen is your vocabulary for today, meaning, you know, it's going to like dampen means to like go down or to ease back or to soften, right? Consumer spending, right? So basically what if consumers to dampen consumer spending, $100, let's say that's the average, right? To dampen would go down to like 90 to 80%, right? It's unlikely that Westway's profits and earnings per share will be affected. We anticipate any shortfall, meaning, like I just said, a shortfall in U.S. business will be offset by performance in European and Asian subsidiaries. So Westway has slightly higher leverage than we would like, but its balance sheet is generally strong. And although we wouldn't recommend buying at the current price investors should hold this stock. So they're talking to, they're trying to tell them to hold it. Don't sell off right now. Okay. What was it back in, uh, back in the crazy, uh, what is it? The crazy, not the crazy year, but during the, uh, the economic crisis, all these punk ass, you know, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and everyone, they had a fire sale, meaning everything out sell everything. If it was at 100% in the morning, it was at 70% by the afternoon. And guess what? Whoever was passing this hot tamale around, it went to zero at some point, right? That's a fire sale. But they're telling everybody to hold on to the shares of Westway based on what is happening. On, you know, And it's going to offset based on what's happening in the European and Asian markets. So there you go. Then we have the economic outlook. This is Japan. Japanese households have some of the highest levels of savings in the world. This preference for saving over spending has seen soft domestic spending for years, causing Japan to lag behind other economies. Lag behind meaning coming second, coming third, coming fourth. They don't emerge, they're just lagging behind. Whether it's due to sustained negative interest rates or the government's consistent request to spend, Japanese consumers have begun spending in record numbers. This has seen inflation jump and could cause the BOJ to raise interest rates for the first time in two decades. If this were to happen, the yen would rise against all currencies. And this is what the lady had called and talked about. She's like, oh, well, and, but he said, listen, I think it's going to do well against the USD, but not in the other ones. All right. So in saying that, that's the economic outlook for Japan. Okay. Index in NASDAQ. Country U.S. sector technology. After falling at the start of the year, the NASDAQ has seen strong recovery, meaning it has gone back up lately. Technical chart data suggests that we, or I'm sorry, that the current uptrend is set to continue, meaning it's going to continue, and we could see the index top last year's high, meaning it's going to go above what it was last year. Added to this, the fundamental data from many key companies is good with sales up, costs down, and many key players significantly reducing leverage. So we have different words. We have a collapse, okay? You heard me say that. That means a complete, that, that, basically Bitcoin and the crash. That's a collapse, right? A downturn, meaning it's going to go down. Falls, just like a downturn, but a, down, a, a, a downturn is like a slow fall. A fall could be like you falling off a goddamn building or you falling down a hill. It could be at a 180 degree angle. It could be at maybe a 140 degree angle 
Or it could be a steady fall, like a 90-degree angle. You're just going to be tumbling all the way God dead down. <laughs> Strengthen, meaning it's going to go back up. Strong, surge ahead of. Meaning, so uh, a surge ahead of, the opposite of that would be lag behind. So Japan, and the, uh, obviously the spending and everything, um, you know, they've been lagging behind other economies. But what could happen if consumer numbers and they end up spending in record numbers, they could possibly surge ahead. But the direct result of this would be, uh, you know, the inflation will go up. And what's going to end up happening is the interest rates may rise for the first time in two decades. And then the yen would rise against all currencies. And then what does that mean? People are going to be able to travel. People are going to be able, you know, and this is what a lot of people have talked about. They, they would say, oh, my God. You know, traveling to Australia right now, absolutely, because the USD has completely and utterly dominated the Aussie dollar. If you're in the euro, because remember, you're, you know, England, the British pound and euros, they're some of the strongest currency in the world. Now, don't forget about the Arab nations. Kuwait and probably about six others are top 10, right? We'll talk about currencies another time. But if you were to go from England to Australia, my goodness gracious, Lord, 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 Lord. Boy, if you have five British pounds, all you would have to do is pay like two, like two to Aussie dollars, maybe. Maybe even less than that. That's how strong it is. If you live in Kuwait and you go to Australia, oh my God, if something costs like 10 US dollars, is the only way I can actually look at it as, but 10 US dollars in Kuwaiti, you know, currency, and you go to Aussie, man, you get it for like probably $2. Like that's how strong it is. I could be overreacting, but I'm just trying to tell you. So when saying that, I gave you guys verbs. I gave you different things. I explained it. I felt like this is a this is a really good podcast because it actually taught me a lot too. And this is what I love about getting back into the investment because this actually fires it up and says, man, you know what? If I start picking this up by reading this and you know, read these books and these articles online, oh man, you best believe I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna, you know, get get, get myself about a hundred dollars. I'm be like, okay, where am I gonna play? Okay, not forex trading, not high risk, okay. Like a steady build, you know? So I hope that has encouraged you guys to, you know, start looking up and looking into some of the currencies and markets and different things out there. But man, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please like it, share it again. Memberships and everything are available. Look in the links. Follow me on Instagram, Arsenio ZSL Podcast. I'm going to be posting a lot of awesome uh, content on there, not just a bunch of videos. It's going to be like some really good interactive stuff. So I'll be waiting for you over there. And again, with that being said, boy, you already know, I'll be back with some more good stuff coming up next Monday in the Investment Podcast. And until then, y'all be good over and out.